Welcome to the Dr. Janine Show. I'm Dr. Janine Barring, naturopathic doctor, and today I'll be sharing natural health tips for pets. So this is a fantastic show. Yes, as much as I love to take care of humans, I love to take care of pets as well, and of course, doing it naturally. So we're going to talk about a few of the most common health ailments that, of course, affect our pets, mostly focusing in on cats and dogs today. And if you're new to my channel, welcome in. It's so nice to have you here. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope that you enjoy the show. If you do have questions and comments throughout the show, please drop them in the comment section below. I also appreciate all the thumbs up and all the love that you give me throughout the show. It's so much fun. So yeah, it's very interactive and I love to see your comments and your questions as the show goes on. So let's get right to it. So some of the most common ailments that our pets can go through include joint pain, which is very, very common, especially in larger breeds, uh, dogs, and we know in larger cats, if our pets are a little bit overweight, this can compromise their joint uh, health as well. So something to definitely be aware of. Now, digestive complaints are very common in pets. Eye health as well. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Of course, pets also have skin issues and a lot of allergic types of reactions. This can somewhat be linked to toxicity. So we're going to talk a little bit about detoxification for our pets pets. And of course, there are issues with pests. So whether it's the fleas and ticks, definitely there's a seasonality to this. But intestinal parasites and parasites that our pets can pick up in terms of, you know, what they're ingesting and in different foods and in the environment, this is very common as well. And there are natural treatments that are very effective for this for pets, as well as mood and temperament issues that our pets definitely can go through as well. So one of the things to focus in on for our pet health, of course, is supporting their joints. Now we know that as pets are aging, this can cause, you know, a lot of joint pain and inflammation and wear and tear on the joints and especially the larger breeds, as I said. Now, if our pets are a little bit overweight, that's going to put a lot more pressure on the joints and can cause a lot of destruction. Now, one of the things that's very common is osteoarthritis in our pets. So similarly to the wear and tear in our human joints, which can happen as we're aging. This happens in our pets as well. So I'm going to show you now a demonstration. And so you can visualize what's happening in a dog joint with osteoarthritis. Okay, so now we're looking at a model of a knee joint in a dog. And you can see that this is a normal knee jo joint. And you can see that that proper connection, there is that proper cushioning in that knee joint and the cartilage at the end of the long bone so that you can see that there's that proper cushioning. Now, as things get a little bit more destructive, we can see that they're starting to wear down in that cartilage in the knee joint. As this becomes a moderate osteoarthritis, you can see that there's more inflammation and wearing down of that cartilage and that can go through to the other side. So you see that redness there. You can actually see a change in the bone. So the osteophytes that can start to 
to form and becomes, you know, very much inflamed. And that wearing down of that cartilage happens right through to the other side, to the back part of the knee joint. So this is something that is completely preventable. And it's really important to support our pet joints. And there are natural substances that can do that, similar to human joint formulas that are good for pets as well that are specifically indicated. And I'm going to go through those right now so that you have an awareness of things that you can do really proactively and preventatively for your pet's joints to protect whether it's their knees, their hips, you know, and the other large joints in the body to really help them as they're aging, which is so important. So the first ingredient that I will share with you is glucosamine sulfate. So this is something that you've probably heard about for human joint health. And this is an organic compound and it helps with the cartilage formation and of course that repair of that cartilage. And it can help to protect the joint cartilage from limiting the breakdown of that cartilage, especially with wear and tear, which of course is what's happening with osteoarthritis. And it helps to actually build up healthier cartilage levels. So that's really important in the glucosamine sulfate. Now, another common ingredient for human formulations for joints is sodium chondroitin sulfate. And this is part of a protein molecule that helps to give the cartilage its more elastic properties. So there is some give in the joints and that's really important. It also helps to maintain the viscosity in the joints and that lubrication. And it also inhibits certain enzymes within the joint fluid to help to stop breaking down that cartilage tissue. So so that combination of the glucosamine sulfate and the sodium chondroitin sulfate specifically for our pet joints is really reparative for those joints and really has that great impact on preventing that destruction, especially that osteoarthritis. Now, another one of my favorite ingredients for humans, but for pets as well is MSM. So this is an organic sulfur containing nutrient that helps with tissue repair. And it's one of the building blocks of that healthy collagen, which of course we know that collagen makes up our cartilage and usually our collagen declines steadily as we're aging, but this happens in our pets as well. So that MSM in that combination is a great way now to protect that collagen and to help with that building block of that collagen for our cartilage. And Boswellia. So Boswellia is frankincense and this has actually been studied. So one study in Switzerland actually shared that and they discovered that the Boswellia, the frankincense, helped with osteoarthritis within just two weeks of giving this to animals and 71% of them had an improvement in the osteoarthritis. So that, that's a huge percentage, very promising. And again, a completely natural ingredient. Another ingredient that I love is yucca. So we actually used to grow this in our garden um, in, you know, as I was growing up in the, in the backyard. And this is a, has a high amount of saponins and polyphenolics, which may reduce joint inflammation. And that's what the research shows, that it's definitely has an anti-inflammatory effect. And again, being completely natural. So it also has the added benefit of deodorizing the poop of your pet. So if your pet has really strong smelling stools, that could be partially, of course, dietary related, depending on the type of diet that they're eating or not necessarily what you're giving them, but what they're getting into in terms of their diet. But the yucca actually will help to deodorize that poop, which is great as, you know, a pet owner, you know, that 
could be an advantage. I also love turmeric for pets. So the root, but also that standardized curcumin is very anti-inflammatory. So really helpful for our pet joints. And other accessory nutrients can be really helpful. Often pets are not getting enough antioxidants in, in their natural diet, in my opinion. So things like cranberry can be very helpful. Broccoli as well is and can be well tolerated by cats and dogs and is a potent antioxidant. Beets as well will give that antioxidant effect to the joints because often because of that free radical damage in the joints, this is why that joint destruction can happen in the first place. So I always, you know, am looking to add in extra antioxidants for pets to be able to help with combating that free radical damage with these natural, again, whole food antioxidants. So if you're just tuning in today, I'm Dr. Janine. I'm sharing natural health tips for our pets and tackling some of the, you know, the most common problems that our pets will go through. We're streaming live on YouTube and on Facebook this week. It's so nice to see you all. So let's continue now with another topic which a lot of people don't always make that connection about, and that's toxicity and our pet's health. And where toxicity, yes, in humans is a big thing. You know that I, I talk a lot about detoxification and doing that as an important part of being healthy for prevention of disease as well in humans. But this is really important for our pets as well. We know that our pets will eat and absorb a lot of toxins. And I don't know if you've ever had a cat or a dog yourself, they tend to get into all the things that they shouldn't and some of which we can control. A lot of times we can't control what's going into their systems either by mouth or because they are very close to the ground. You have to think of things that, you know, as humans, we wouldn't have that same type of exposure to. So whether it's, you know, the antifreeze that they use for melting the snow on the streets in the large cities, that is one concern as well as pesticides that are used, whether it's, you know, commercially on properties that's getting better now in depending on where you live because of the lobbying that's gone against, you know, some of these commonly used pesticides. But if people are still using it personally on their own lawns, then, you know, you have to really be aware of your pets getting into this and, you know, grazing on this, this type of environment as well as herbicides. We know that fertilizers as well can be very toxic to our pets. And we just never know. And that's the thing. And that's why being preventative with detox for our pets is really, really important, can save you a lot of money in terms of your vet bills and, you know, prevention of disease down the road as your pet is aging. Also, certain medications are known to have toxic effects on our pets. So some of the ones that, you know, are, you know, often talked about are the conventional preventative measures for and treatments for fleas and ticks and parasites, amongst other things. So that yeah, I know it's controversial, but you know that I like to do things naturally. So whenever we can, you know, have an effect uh, naturally, that's the direction that I like to go in for our pets as well. There are other sources of toxins for our pets, including environmental. So whether it's in the air, in the water that they're drinking, as well as common household cleaners in, you know, that people are using in their homes, their pets, again, being close to the ground, they will be inhaling, but also through, you know, picking it up in, in through their paws and through their skin, very, very common. Dust mites as well can be a source of toxins for pets and processed pet foods. So this is a whole topic all in itself, very controversial, depending 
depending on, you know, if you're, if you're going with, you know, the raw food diet versus packaged foods, and there's a lot of preservatives, um, depending on what you are feeding your pet. And I know there's different points of views on all of this, but just being aware of what they're ingesting and some, some of the toxins you have control over other ones, not so much. So whenever you can make those decisions to have less toxic ingredients going into your pets, that will definitely help because there are a lot of, and that's what I'm going to share next, are the common signs and symptoms of toxicity in cats and dogs, which are very common. And you may not have realized that it was related to that toxicity to begin with. So this commonly when I educate, you know, humans um, about their symptoms, when you're going to see a lot of them are very similar in humans due to that internal toxicity. And basically, when the internal organs become overwhelmed with that toxicity, now we see that toxicity often on the outside. And a great example is itchy skin and rashes in our pets. And this can commonly be a sign of that toxicity that's overwhelmed the liver and the gut on the inside. And now it's spilling to the outside as that detox route. So flaking skin is another common sign of toxicity in our pets, as well as watery eyes, even a watery nose can be related to that internal toxicity. Bad breath. So I know a lot of dog owners have this, you know, common problem in their pets. And it's something that often they will visit, you know, the the vet to find out what can I do for this stinky dog. And often it has to do with that internal toxicity as well as in terms of their bowel movements. So there could be mucus covering the feces. Chronic ear infections in pets can be related to that toxicity as well. And of course, the GI symptoms. So whether it's the diarrhea, the more loose stools, it could be constipation as well. These, you know, could all be common signs of that toxicity that's built up in our pets. And, you know, similarly to humans, it's great to do regular detoxification for your pets. And this is something not only for some of the symptoms that they may be going through right now, but also in terms of the longevity of your pet and your pet living a long and healthy life is really important. So there are some great herbal medicines that similarly to humans are great for detoxifying and are safe for detoxifying our pets as well, especially their major internal organs, which I'm going to share with you now. So let's start with some of my favorite herbal medicines to help as safe and effective detoxifiers for our pets. So this is guided, you know, for cats and dogs and the recommendations as such in terms of the herbal medicines that really can help to cleanse their internal organs and the blood as well. So Arctium Lapa, so that's burdock is the common name, and this is known as a great blood cleanser and can be really fantastic for skin conditions as well as, you know, it could be the eczema, it could be skin irritations, it could be the flaking skin, it could be itching, chronic itching on the skin. One of the great herbal medicines is that burdock, which is fantastic at cleansing the blood. It also is and has attributes to help with bladder, but also kidney health as well. I also love milk thistle. So one of my absolute favorite herbal medicines for humans because, and this is saliva marianum, it's known to help with liver 
detoxification, but regeneration of healthy liver cells as well. And it actually has been proven to help with kidney regeneration as well. So when I was in school, we used to always just talk about the liver attributes of milk thistle. But now, you know, more recently, they've discovered that your kidney cells can actually regenerate and the saliva marianum can help with that, the milk thistle. It also can help with high liver enzymes as well as gallbladder function in our pets and can help with fatty liver. So this is a common, you know, manifestation in our pets as well could be dietarily related. Absolutely. Environmental toxins is something that is, you know, something that none of us nor our pets are immune to. Parsley leaves. So this is known as Petrosilinum crispum, and this helps with our kidneys. So our pet's kidneys as well. So for kidney detoxification helps in that balance with, in terms of our major nutrients. So for calcium and iron, it does supply these nutrients as well as some vitamin A, vitamin C and vitamin E. So it's really great and is known for the urinary tract health for our pets, has an antifungal component and can also help with the teeth and gums So and bad breath. So like I said earlier, that could be a sign of that internal toxicity in your pet. So this is why parsley as one of those herbal medicines can be really helpful. I also love horsetail. Now horsetail stems, and this is known as Equisetum arvense. This is a great kidney detoxifier, also can help with incontinence, which of course, as our pets are aging, can be a problem, chronic bladder infections and kidney stones as well. Horsetail is really known to help our pets in this department. So great for kidney health and making sure that proper urination is, you know, a part of their healthy life. I also love some other herbs like cranberries. So this, we know this as a fruit, of course, but it can be used, of course, for urinary tract infections. It's very high in proanthocyanidin. So this is a specific type of antioxidant, really, you know, in a high proportion in the cranberry fruit, which is great for detoxifying and helping with E. coli. So we know that E. coli is that compromising bacteria that is linked to bladder infections. And what it does is it decreases the ability of the E. coli to stick to the bladder wall. And that's one of the reasons why people always say drink cranberry juice if you're getting a urinary tract infection. But for our pets as well, this can be really helpful. So there are freeze-dried extracts of cranberry in certain formulations that can really help with the kidney health and with chronic bladder infections in our pets. And it can also help the teeth and helps with the plaque buildup in terms of that bacteria. Again, helping because of that antibacterial effect from the cranberry is great for the, you know, the oral um, cavity in terms of our pets as well. When we talk again about detoxing our pets, another favorite, you know, thing to use is beetroot. So this can help with urinary symptoms. It's a potent antioxidant as well. I believe that a lot of our pets are not getting enough antioxidants in their natural diet. So this is something that can be added in again as a freeze dried extract to help with our pet's urinary health. Now, another favorite of mine is a blue green algae, and this is chlorella. So chlorella vulgaris, especially when it's in the broken crack cell form, meaning that it's liberating 
all of the goodness from the chlorella. So not only the amino acids, but the fiber as well. And chlorella is known to help to trap heavy metal toxins. So this is important in terms of pesticides, herbicides, fertilizers often have a, a lot of heavy metals, but also can be found in bad food. And, you know, some of the vaccinations can have heavy metal toxins, as well as pesticides, as I said. And this can be related to bad breath as well. And and I love the chlorella because it can really help with having a shiny coat for our pets. So that is often something that, you know, essential fatty acids will absolutely help this as well. But chlorella is really helpful in this regard to help with that shiny coat for our pets and helping to trap those heavy metal toxins. So if you're just tuning in, I'm Dr. Janine. Today I'm talking about natural health tips for pets. I hope that you've got some questions and comments for me. It's so great to have you all here. Rami, hello. It's nice to see you. And uh, Kurt has some jokes about his bulldog. So that's, that's funny. Thank you for, sh for sharing. Um, and yeah, for those of you that are just tuning in, we're talking about pet health and some of the fun and natural things that we can do to protect our pets. And we just finished talking about detoxification and why that's so important for our pets. So continuing on, I'd like to discuss now dysbiosis in our pets. So dysbiosis is that imbalance in our gut bacteria, and this can happen in pets as well. And some of the common causes for this dysbiosis include antibiotic use, as well as dietary causes. So whether there's a lot of grains in the diet, there could be preservatives, synthetic ingredients in pet food. This can cause this imbalance between the good and bad gut bacteria. Parasites would be another cause for dysbiosis in our pets, toxin exposure as well, and stress. So stress tends to sometimes kill off our probiotics and our pets' probiotics as well. And it's really interesting to note that you actually share a lot of the microflora of the pets in your environment. And it's, it's actually been studied that you can have this tested and it can be determined exactly, you know, who a parent of a pet is based on their microflora as it is in relation to their pet's microflora. So it's really interesting to note that, yes, we do have lots of commonalities with our pets and our gut microbiome is one of them. So hopefully your microbiome is healthy and hopefully your pet's microbiome is healthy as well. Some of the signs and symptoms of dysbiosis in dogs and cats includes digestive upset. So if there's a lot of, you know, it could be gas, bloating, diarrhea, the diarrhea can come and go. And, you know, this is something that can be related to parasites. But also when we're talking about, you know, the weight of our pets. So some pets tend to lose weight and that can be concerning. Or if they gain weight, uh, this can be related to that dysbiosis. So not having enough of that good friendly flora in the gut space, as well as some of the not so nice things for our pets to have to go through if, you've, if they've ever experienced the butt scooting. So if you know what that is, they get an itchy bum um, and they start to drag their bum along the floor. That would be an indication of this dysbiosis and certainly having parasites in, in their 
uh, system and in their digestive tract. So one of the places that you may actually see the parasites is in their stools. If you see something that looks like little white rice pellets in their stool, that could be an indication of parasites. So something definitely to get checked out, but don't worry, I've got some solutions as to how to treat this naturally. As well as fleas and ticks, we know the seasonality of this, this can happen at different times of the year, can be some of the signs and symptoms of dysbiosis as well, because now we know that their immune system and their coat is not able to repel some of these things. And they could be very fatigued. So if they are and have been bitten um, by one of these pests, then they could be very lethargic, be, you know, very tired and not have that same type of energy. They could have a lot of itching and scratching happening as well as it's related to some of these pests. Now, some other signs and symptoms of this dysbiosis can be allergies and a lot of skin rashes, bad breath, which we've talked about as well as it's related to toxicity, but can be related to that dysbiosis as well. Gum disease, chronic immune disorders and respiratory illnesses as well can be related. Now, some of the most common parasites that are found in our pets, one of them is Giardia, and this is usually from infected water, causes a lot of diarrhea that comes and goes. So one day you may think, oh, things are okay. And you know, you're little fur babies, uh, stools are becoming normal again, and then diarrhea again. So it sort of can come and go with this common parasite. And it's something that can be passed on to humans. So that's something you really definitely need to be aware of and make sure that it's taken care of. And of course, I'm going to share some tips as to how to take care of these things naturally. Of course, you're always working with your vet um, to be sure that you've got a handle on things. But again, sometimes you're not always getting the results that you're looking for for in terms of the conventional treatments that you're that you've been working on. So this is where, you know, investigating different options. And that's what I give you and, and educate you about in my in my videos and my shows as to how to, you know, really learn more about how to do these things naturally. Coccidia is another type of parasite which can cause watery mucousy, diarrhea and some bloody stools as well. Cryptosporidium can be another other parasite that affects our pets as well as tapeworms and hookworms as well. So these are commonly found in humans, but in our pets as well. So one of the things that we can do to try to prevent our pets, our cats and dogs from eating other animals poop to help to, you know, prevent that parasitic infection from happening in the first place. And this is something that moms do to protect their pups. Um, and it can happen out of boredom because of poor digestion if they do have parasites as well. But it's, it is actually an evolutionary thing that the mom does to protect their pups from predators. So it's an interesting if you look into the, you know, some of the reasonality as to why uh, pets will eat that poop, it is actually very interesting. So if you're just tuning in today, I'm Dr. Janine. I'm talking about natural health tips for our pets. We are streaming live on YouTube and on Facebook, and it's so great to have you all here. So some of my favorite natural things that we can do now for our pets in terms of that dysbiosis to find that balance again and to kill off some of those less favorable organisms are 
are some herbal medicines which are targeting now that dysbiosis and those parasites. So one of them is aniseed, so pimpinella anisum. And this is really important because it not only supports good digestion, but also helps to kill parasites. And it has been used historically as a natural insect repellent. So when our pets ingest the aniseed, and again, in the right amount, in the right proportion, then it acts as a natural insect repellent in their coat. So their coat will start to give off a certain odor that the fleas and the ticks don't like. So that's what I love about aniseed, as well as brewer's yeast. So this is a natural repellent as well, and it has high amounts of minerals and B vitamins, which is important, of course, from a natural source for our pets, and also has that ability to give off that bit of that odor in their coat, which naturally will repel those insects, which is fantastic. I also love spirulina, and this is a blue-green algae, which helps to boost the immune system of our pets. It's known as a great detox. It helps to chelate those heavy metal toxins. It is a protein source and also has B vitamins, which is great for our cats and dogs. Cumin seeds also acts as a natural repellent, similar to the aniseed, which is great from the inside out. And cumin, we know, is also very helpful for the digestion, so that's a great, you know, herbal medicine to look for as well. I also love oregano. So similarly, when, you know, discussing and educating people about treating their human counterparts. So in terms of, you know, parasite cleansing for humans, oregano is one of my favorite herbal medicines. It has an antibacterial effect. It's an antiparasitic. It's antifungal. It's antiviral as well, which is fantastic. But this can be given in the right amounts to our cats and dogs as well to have that great antiparasitic effect. Apple cider vinegar can also be used in pets. And this is very alkalinizing and helps to repel fleas and ticks and flies as well. Again, giving off that odor in their coat, helps with natural digestion, helps with breakdown of food. So if our pets are overweight, the apple cider vinegar can also be very helpful with that weight loss. I also love thyme. So this is a great herbal medicine, thymus vulgaris, which can be used as a digestive aid, which is fantastic and helps to eliminate parasites in our pets. So these are, you know, some of my absolute favorite herbal medicines they can be found in combination in terms of apple cider vinegar, it can be found in a powdered form. So that's something if you do want some, you know, help and in, you know, to point you in the direction for some great products, please check the links below this video and you will be able to learn more about some of those ingredients. Now, when we're talking about that dysbiosis, part of, you know, that getting healthy again in our pets in terms of their digestive tracts is to not only get rid of, so the kill phase with those herbal medicines that I just discussed to kill off those less favorable organisms, the parasites, but also now to put the good guys back in, which are probiotics. And the probiotics, ideally for pets, you know, if you're looking for one, it should be a human grade probiotic, something that humans safely can take as well without any fillers and there are specific strains that are really helpful for our pets and they should be these live microorganisms so again the where you're buying your probiotics for your pets is you know making sure that you're getting it from a reputable company is really important so some of my favorite strains of these live microorganisms for gut health and to fix that dysbiosis include lactobacillus acidophilus great for digestion 
and absorption of our nutrients helps with insulin stability as well. So our pets, as you may know, can really have, you know, issues and problems being either pre-diabetic or diabetic with balancing their insulin and of course their glucagon levels and the lactobacillus acidophilus can really be helpful at finding that balance. As well as bifidobacterium bifidum and this helps with stress, it helps with the immune system and is really helpful for humans but for our pets as well. Bifidobacterium animalis can help with chronic diarrhea especially as it's related to dysbiosis and having parasites. So that's really helpful for cats and dogs as well. And the lactobacillus species of rhamnosis. So this is really great for itchy skin and skin allergies and for overall gut health. And lactobacillus plantarum. So this helps with the absorption of uh, the vitamins and minerals in our pet's diet. So that's really important for good overall health. Now, another aspect for our pet's health is to take care of their vision and their eyes and supporting their eyes, especially as they age is super, super important. And we want to look for things to support the lens of the eye because we know, of course, the clouding of the lens of the eye is a cataract. And this is very common in our pets. And this is very preventable given, you know, the right nutrients to help our pets which I'll talk about. We also want to support the macula of the eye. So the macula is really important to protect against, you know, the wrong types of artificial light coming into our pet's eyes. So one of those important nutrients is lutein and lutein is usually derived if, if, if it's coming from a whole food source from marigold plants. And this is, you know, a great way to protect the macula from macular degeneration in our pets as well. And to maintain the healthy pressure of the eyes. So there are specific herbal medicines, bilberry, is one of them that helps to do that to maintain that specific pressure in the eyes of our pets. So some of my favorite nutrients and ingredients to really help with our eye and vision support for our cats and dogs include the common marigold. So this is Calendula officinalis and this does provide lutein. So lutein is that orange yellow pigmented ingredient which helps to protect the macula of the eye and of course it's protecting against artificial light. So artificial light is damaging. And you've probably if you follow me, you know that I talk about blue light toxicity for our human eyes. But think about your pets, your pets, if the lights are on in your home, most times these are now going to be the energy efficient bulbs. And they can be very compromising to your pet eyes health as well, because they tend to be higher in that blue spectrum in the nanometers around the 400s of that blue light, which is very damaging to the back of the eye to the macula and that's why the lutein becomes even more important for our pet eyes health as well. Now carrots we know are fantastic so this is Daucus carota in terms of the Latin nomenclature and carrots we know are very very nutritive to our pet's eyes as well. Bilberry so the fruit of bilberry this is vaccinium myrtilis and this helps to restore the natural healthy pressures in the eyes so for prevention of glaucoma in our pet's is really, really important to use that bilberry. As well as blackcurrant, also known as Ribes nigrum, very protective to our eye health, helps with the healthy lens of the eye, so for cataracts, but also helping to maintain that proper pressure in the eye. So that's the Ribes nigrum. Coenzyme Q10 is very important, and this helps with the absorption of the nutrients for our pet's eyes. It's an important antioxidant for the pet's eyes, as well as helping to prevent cataract formation 
situation in the lens of the eyes in our beloved cats and dogs and really important for the overall visual health for our pets because we know as our pets lose their vision then they sometimes will lose their mobility because they're not as you know <laughs> confident getting and navigating their way through their environment so it's something that we definitely want to prevent as much as possible and you know I've seen some great and heard great stories and testimonials from people that have used some of these ingredients and they have literally seen their pet's eyes clear up and the vets can't believe that this is even possible from natural ingredients. So if you want more information, always, you know, get in contact with us, leave your questions and your comments in the comment section. And if you're just tuning in today, we're at the end of the show. We talked all about natural health tips for pets. So I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you, that you learned something new. If Again, if you do have any questions or comments for me, please drop that in the comment section below. Be sure to share this video as well and give me a big thumbs up. If you're new to my channel, welcome in. I hope that you'll subscribe. Click that bell to turn on the notifications so you will always get my newest and latest uploads. Everyone has a calling in life and mine is to empower you and your pets to live a healthy lifestyle and of course, to do it naturally. Thanks for watching.